Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I am Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into your lives. And we, I'm very excited for today's call because uh, I've met this gentleman. His name is Scott Harris. Uh, back about seven years ago, I was in Fiji and uh, at uh, Tony Robbins' uh, private resort, I guess, at Life Mastery. And uh, Scott happened to be the, uh, the main instructor there who led us for six or seven days. I can't even remember that. It's been that long. Uh, through journey through health and uh, today Scott is going to talk to us about health and wealth uh, which I think is really you know ties into exactly what we're gonna, we talk about at the wellness guys welcome aboard Scott hey thank you very much uh, guys it's a privilege to be on the show and thanks everybody for uh, for listening in so Scott tell us a little bit about your history I mean you know you got an amazing history and you, you you just told us that last week you were hanging out with some billionaires um, you know Name drop all you want. Just tell us who you've been hanging out with and uh, why you were hanging out with those guys. Well, I tell you that 20 years ago, I was living in Melbourne, Victoria, selling coffee and muffins for a living, can you believe? And I thought that I was healthy. Um, you know, I was one of those vegans that was healthy but was really just a, a carbitarian. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I went to an Anthony Robbins seminar, not because I wanted to learn anything or get better at my life, but because my mom had gone and I thought she'd joined some crazy cult. So anyway, I went to this Tony Robbins seminar and that was for me the beginning of a really a 20-year journey into self-discovery. And in that 20 years, I've had the opportunity to really build a great relationship with Tony. But beyond that, I've met and worked with, you know, gosh, Donald Trump and Robert Kiyosaki and uh, Richard Branson and, you know, more than a dozen different wealth experts and health experts across Australia. Um, just last week, we were in Whistler uh, at an event, staying at the Four Seasons Spectacular Place, and there was Harry Dent sat right next to me, if you know Harry Dent oh, from nice. the Roaring yep. 2000s on, and I hang out with his, he and his wife, Jean, and there was three or four billionaires in the room. There was a guy in the room called Kyle Bass who just made $10 billion uh, when the Greek government defaulted on their debt. So we've met some pretty cool people recently, <laughs> and, and it's from being in this space constantly just like you guys have created, of learning and discovery and looking for more information and really accessing new ideas and new thoughts or sometimes old ideas and old thoughts that have been repackaged because I'm definitely, definitely committed to continually learning and continually growing and continually getting better at all areas of my life, health, wealth and relationships. Mm, fantastic. So tell us about your like health journey and how you sort of took that and you, you mean you mentioned about your perfection and health, you know, when you first started, and and you learned some lessons there, and actually tying into wealth, like how does wealth come into play here in terms of your health and wealth? Why do you think wealth and health is so important to our lives? Well, you know, I, I made a decision to try and to start to be healthy, and originally it was um, not really any desire to be perfectly healthy so much as I wanted to have you know a great six pack and great biceps and wanted to look healthy so I wanted to look good in my white t-shirt which I think is a lot like of white Lawrence. young yeah. men <laughs> in the right. 20s it didn't quite work out but it started on a journey of health and you know I did some pretty extreme things I was a pretty hardcore vegan for more than 15 years I did elite Ironman triathlons if you guys know what those are and you know mm -hmm. lots of us probably yep. do I represented the, my country and went to the world championships and did those at a pretty intense level and I opened a couple of vegan restaurants and cafes and only committed to that lifestyle and lived it at a really intense level. And, and whilst it looked and sounded and felt like, and certainly I was preaching like that I was eating perfectly, 
if I looked at the rest of my life for a balance and results, I probably weren't there. You know, I wasn't having great relationships with, with women and I certainly wasn't bringing lots of money and abundance to my life. So whilst I was perfectly healthy, I probably wasn't holistically healthy. That kind of makes sense. And so I just, by continuing my journey into learning and discoveries, I sort of dedicated a good portion of four or five years of my life to relationships and really understanding them and healing some of my own wounds about my parents didn't do this or didn't do that and, you know, this didn't happen to me and shouldn't happen to me and really cleaning that up and ended up, lo and behold, meeting the absolute love of my life who to this day is just a, a princess and a goddess and I love and adore and worship here and literally every day I wake up and I can't believe I'm married to her. And then really about six or seven years ago, I started to really look at wealth in my life and look at money. Like That's how we measure wealth. We measure wealth by joy and happiness and peace, but also we measure wealth by, by money and, and security and by choices. And I really started to look at the, the story of my life around wealth and money, and what I noticed was that there's incredibly huge parallels between creating health in your life, physical, muscular, nutritional, structural, cellular health, and creating financial wealth in your life and creating abundance in your life. And the stories and the, and the, and the paradigms that I realized that were almost, almost exactly the same were extraordinary. And so it's been great for me because, because I was able to master my health. It really allowed me to master my wealth very quickly. And we've brought incredible wealth into our life where we have great choices and we travel you know, literally, gosh, I'm going to be overseas this year 12, 14, 15 times and we take care of not only my family, but our extended families, and we live very, very well, and we drive nice cars and do lots of great contribution. And and I said the the analogy for me between health and, and wealth is is they're just exactly the same thing. And I think lots of people don't get that; they miss that connection. I think that health is one thing, and and that financial wealth is another, but they're exactly the same. Mm. Such so a good Scott, So Scott, when you say they're exactly the same, I mean, what are the you know, what are the fundamental issues that you see with people in terms of their, their health and also their wealth where, where people just aren't getting it, I guess, where they're not quite uh, hitting those, those steps they want to hit? You know, what, what are the issues you see commonly amongst people? I think if you look at our culture in both money and in health, people are looking for the quickest, fastest way to get the result right now. So if you look at all those silly commercials selling ab blasters and ab crunches saying, here, get a six-pack in five minutes with no effort by clicking here, and it's kind of the same with or taking this potion or drinking this shake or eating this bar. And it's kind of the same with wealth. You'll see lots of programs saying, learn how I made a million bucks in five minutes doing nothing. And, and people are in such pain in their health and their wealth that they get sort of tricked and hooked into looking for those quick, immediate results. And, of course, I, I don't think the question is ever, what do I have to do? I think in your health and your wealth, there's lots of great strategies. And we talked about some of them. You know, when I was an elite triathlete training 30 hours a week, there were some strategies for eating and taking care of my body that really worked very well. But now that I'm 44 and I've got three children under three, and I'm not doing Ironman triathlons, there are some different strategies I need to take care of my body. And, and I think and it's the same kind of in, in, in wealth. People are saying, well, what's the exact perfect way to, to make money? What's the exact perfect way to invest? What's the exact perfect place that I should be putting my money? And I think, well, the answer is it depends. What I think is more important than what do I have to do is who do I have to be? And by that, I mean, what is my story around either health or wealth? And by story, I guess I mean, what are my beliefs? What are my wounds? What are my references? What, are, what do I feel about this thing called either my body or my wealth. And I kind of think, and this is what I teach literally around the country and around the world, I teach if we can get our story right, 
if we can get how we feel about our body or about what that means to me, or if we can get our story right about our wealth and what money means to us and where it sits with us in our value system and in our life, I think the choice of what action to do is a lot easier to make. And, and the actual execution of that action, like what to do, and in health and wealth, there's stuff to do. You gotta do some stuff. You gotta eat some broccoli and you gotta make some sales calls or you gotta go work out or you gotta go and do your job well. There's stuff to do. But I think the stuff is easier to do when you've got balance and, and a real great relationship with your story around what either health or wealth means to you. And I think most people are just looking for the short term, how do I do it right now with no effort result? Just kind of why those biggest loser shows are you know so attractive to people because they're like, <laughs> I want to, want to lose 100 kilos in four weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dehydration is good for you like that. You're happy <laughs> so. well. And actually, we could throw in the other third part of your life too, which is your relationships, your intimate relationships. And that means for me, your spouse, your children, your parents, your siblings, those people that are most important to you. You look at all three of those things, and all three of those things require a little bit of focus consistently every day for pretty much the rest of your life. You don't ever get to a place in your life where, all right, that's it, I'm done. I mean, I'm healthy now. I don't have to focus on it anymore. I mean, you've got to focus on your health a little bit every day for the rest of your life. And, and I kind of think your wealth is the same. You, you don't have to get to a place where you're like, all right, I'm done. I've got my $5 million. It's in the bank. I'm done. It's kind of like, okay, well, now you've got to manage that money and take care of that money and maybe contribute that money and give it away. So you have to focus on your wealth a little bit every day for the rest of your life. And, and Scott, not take, Go ahead. Sorry, mate. Just, um, it just raises such a good point. But uh, you know what? A lot of people, you know, you've, you've been an Ironman, which is elite. You've been a vegan, which is extreme. You're talking about five million bucks in the bank, which is reasonably extreme. You know, not many people have five million bucks in the bank, um, especially on a Monday after they've paid a few bills. But um, so, where does somebody start? Because you know, we've throughout the wellness guys, we've spoken to people about how they get going with you know changing or altering and improving their diet. We've spoken about exercise, where to start, but we haven't actually touched on or spoken about where do, where does somebody start with creating wealth. You know, and I suppose obviously this is what you do day to day in your coaching programs. Um, but you know, just to get people going, what what would they do? Obviously, I've, you know, I've got a little pink piggy piggy bank, and I put twenty cents in that most nights. But uh, what what's another way to start? I think my son calls that recycling money. Whenever he asks to do a chore around the house, he says, "Papa, am I going to get a silver coin for that or a gold coin?" And whenever <laughs> I get it, he runs his piggy bank is blue though, and he calls that recycling his money. He puts it in his piggy bank. You know, nice, I, I, nice. I think that um, you know when people are looking to change things, which means hopefully make things better. Um, I think that there's really only two emotions that cause people to change things, and those two emotions are either pain at where they're at, pain as in, okay, there's not enough money to pay the bills or pain in that my jeans don't fit me anymore or pain in that the doctor just said, hey, dude, you're sick. So it's either pain or it's pleasure in terms of, hey, look, I'd really like to get fit and run that half marathon or, hey, look, I'd really like to make a few bucks extra and go to Bali for a holiday or perhaps buy a new car. And so for some people, it's going to be pain that is the catalyst of their new decision and for some people, it's going to be pleasure that is the inspiration for their new decision. And, and I think that's really the starting point to work out what is it that's driving me to look towards wanting to do something different. And I think it's important to get a, a little grip on both of those emotions because some days, you know, I know that pain works for me pretty well 
And I also notice if I'm operating under pain all the time, it kind of gets a bit wearisome. And so sometimes I want to be inspired by what I'm doing as well. So I need a bit of pain and pleasure. So as weird as it sounds, when people come through coaching, and I charge thousands and thousands of dollars for coaching, and then you have to wait six months to get to coach with me. Um, and I coach hundreds of people through webinars and online stuff, kind of like what you guys are doing. It's really funny. People come to me for coaching on wealth, and the first parts of our conversations are never, well, here's what you go do. Go make these phone calls or go sell this thing or go do this particular thing in your job. It always starts with a pen and paper and really beginning to write down, you know, what is my current story around money? And people might say, well, that sounds a bit fluffy or a bit foo-foo or a bit nonsense. But I really believe it's true that you just got to get clear in your head what is the story that you want to be telling yourself around money. And if I could just, just go with me here, most people's story around money is gosh, if I just had some more of it, then I'd be happy. And mm. and the truth is, that's simply not true. Because here's the deal: from the time we're ten years old and get our first pocket money, our first job, and you get five bucks, it's pretty easy to spend five bucks. And then when that's you get it. to fifteen and you're getting you know ten or twenty bucks, it's pretty easy to spend your twenty bucks. And then when you get your first part-time job while you're going at high school or you're going to uni and you're making fifty bucks or a hundred bucks, it's pretty easy to spend that. And then you get your next job when you're a grown-up, you're 18 or 20 or 22, and now you're making 500 bucks, and it's pretty easy to spend that. And so most people have a belief that if they make more money, then they'll be happy. But the truth is, we can always outspend how much we can earn. Yeah, it's so true, though. It's so true because, I mean, as a, as a practitioner, I mean, people come to you see, you know, just say they want to lose weight. And mm-hmm. if they're going to come to you and say they want to lose weight, like the first question I usually like to ask goes, well, what do you, why do you want to lose weight? Like, because people just right. want to give you the strategy. They want the strategy. Right. They want to know, yes. like, what do I need to do? But if yes, I don't feel like I don't want, if I don't feel that you're ready for, like, you know, your mindset is not ready, then there's no point giving you strategies because it's going to fail, you know, no matter what I give you. So it's 100% right. And what you're saying is that, you know, do you think that this is a belief system that people have been learned? Like, how, how do you think people develop this, you know, whether it be health or wealth? Do you think that it's taught by parents or friends? Or how do they develop this belief system and this mindset? And how do you correct that? Or how do you move and shift it or transform it? Great questions. I agree with you a thousand percent. And I actually think it doesn't serve people as a coach or a chiropractor to actually give them strategies if their mindset or identity, or again, the word I use is story, if they're not ready for that. So where do they learn their stories from? Gosh, they get them from their parents, either in a good way or a bad way. They get them from the media, either in a good way or a bad way. They get them from their peers and their people they hang out with, either in a good way or a bad way. They might get them from significant emotional events. Something happened or they saw something happen or something happened to their friend. So we get our stories or our beliefs from any one of half a dozen different places. In coaching and mentoring, I'm not so much interested in where did that story come from. I'm more interested in what is the story and how do we now change it? And how we change it is really simple. There's some very simple tools and steps that you can be walked through, that you can be mentored and coached through that can change stories. And I don't care if someone's 20 or 40 or 60 or 80, I can change their story around wealth. It's really simple to do with some processes. I don't think, just like a chiropractor, I don't think you can self-adjust, and I don't know, maybe you guys can because you're experts, but I don't think you can self-adjust your own story. I think you need coaching and mentoring to help you see some things that you can't see in your own game, to 
to recognize some things that you're not seeing about yourself. Does that kind of make sense? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. And Scott, I'm just curious, do you find with the people you work with, you know, is it kind of the same stories holding them back in their health and in their wealth? Or do you find that, you know, some people uh, get held back in their health but are going really well in their wealth and vice versa? Do you know what I mean? Do you find that they get held back in both areas or just one area or how do you find that usually works with people? Yes, is my answer. (laughs) There are some people out there who are stuck in all three areas of their life. They're stuck in their relationships and they can't create any intimacy or connection or truth. They're stuck in their health. They can't move forward in that way. And they're stuck in their money. And they're the people I call that are, you know, they're they're fat, broken, divorced. You know, it's like... (laughs) But there's other people who are doing great in their health. Like, and this was me for a long time. I was doing awesome in my health. You know, but lousy in my relationships and lousy in my wealth. And it was other people who are doing awesome in their wealth, making money is easy. They can make 50, 60, 80 grand or they're doing great in their job or they're running a business, but they're doing awfully in their, you know, in their relationships or in their health. So it can be, it can be a couple of different things. It can be the same story in all three categories of your life. It could be a different story in two categories, or it could be that they're doing awesome over here, but not very good over there. And you know, human beings get influenced by so many different things as they're growing up. This is why I'm such a big fan of coaching and mentoring. It's funny, like, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of coaching and mentoring because I am one. Mm. I, I'm a coach and a mentor because I'm a fan of coaching and mentoring. Yeah. Mm. Does that yeah. kind of make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If I want to get to the result of a better body or better finances or better relationships, I want to do that as quick as I possibly can, but I need to be able to get some outside expert advice, just like coming to see a chiropractor. And I just was talking to you guys before about, you know, one of my favorite chiropractors is, you know, in Melbourne and one's in, 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 in Queensland. I love to get my body adjusted and taken care of. And I want to have an expert walk me through that process so I can get the best result that I can as quickly and efficiently as I possibly can. So the answer, short answer is it could be any one of those reasons. It could be multiple stories or the same story. Um, and we've got to go do some digging around to find out what that is. A bit like if I come in and see you guys and say, hey, listen, my shoulder is sore. I mean, you guys aren't going to start looking at my shoulder, although you will. You'll also probably look at my neck and my back and my hips and whatever to find out what else is going on in my body. Yeah, mm, co- I think it. coaching and mentoring is such an important aspect, isn't it? It's just it's one of those things that I believe that you have to hire a coach or everybody. But we don't think that way because we think coaches are for sports teams, you know, if we're an athlete. But we don't think of it that we need a coach for our life, you know. But well, also, in our culture, there's a real psychology in our culture and Western psychology of saying, you know what, there's almost a dignity and a pride to be found in working it out for yourself. Yeah, that's right. It's so 1950s, that mentality. And that mentality of working it out for ourselves was given to us by our parents who were well-intentioned, but they were born 60 and 70 and 80 years ago, those people. Mm. And that mentality of working it out for ourselves in this century doesn't work. We, the world's changing so fast. Yeah. You know, it took 24 years for 2 billion people to get online. And to go from 2 billion to 4 billion is going to take four years. Yeah. Mm. It's amazing, so isn't it? The world's changing so fast. You know, psychology and stories and, and I guess parenting models that our parents gave us, as well intentioned as they were, just do not apply anymore. If I look at the area of wealth where I'm so focused right now, you, know, you go back a generation ago, you go back 30 to 50 years ago, and it took a lifetime 
to build, you know, a half million dollar estate. You owned one house and maybe a couple of bucks in savings or maybe one small investment property. Mm. And it took a lifetime to do that. Well, these days, if you're using technology or using the internet or doing great in your business, you can generate a half a million dollar estate or a million dollar estate in a very short period of time. Mm. There's people in our community and our culture that have made millions of dollars in a very short period of time. You couldn't do that 50 years ago. Just the world didn't work that way. It took it took a hundred years to become you know a millionaire or a multimillionaire. That's not true anymore. The world's very very different, and so we need different psychology, different strategies, and different approaches to changing things. Yeah, and and that makes sense to us, Scott, because you know that's really one of our goals as the wellness guys is that we realise in terms of health, you know, there's so much new information and so much information out there that people were just struggling. You know, they didn't know where to go. They didn't know where to look to find the right or the relevant information. Um, And that's really our goal with our podcast is to help bring that, you know, the right information and the relevant information to people. Fantastic. And I love it. I love it. I love that's what you guys are doing because you're totally right. And when there is confusion, um, people get overwhelmed and overwhelm often causes people to be inactive because they're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And one of the challenges <laughs> yep. with so many people, both in the health industry and in the wealth industry, is that so many people, when they're spruiking a particular product or a particular resource or a particular thing, they've usually got a vested interest in that thing. So I love mm. what you guys are doing in, in providing great information about great resources without necessarily being financially attached to the outcome of it. Does that make sense mm. to you guys? Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think yeah, in both does. fields, there's just plenty of lay people there who are just willing to dip in and give you some advice as well, you know, both <laughs> yeah, in health I, and in finances. And then, and then sign you up for something or sell you into something uh, <laughs> without necessarily a lot of results on the board, you know. It, it astounds it. me how many times I see, quote-unquote, a health practitioner who's, you know, got a little belly on them or something like that, right? <laughs> you know, there's no dynamic life or energy in their skin. I'm like, dude, you're meant to be a health practitioner. What the heck is going on here? Like, oh, nothing yeah. I can't stand more than incongruency to what it is that you're teaching. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. true. That's the thing. With, with, if you're going to hire a coach, that's the one caveat is that you got to hire someone who's better at better at it to whatever it is, health or wealth it is, than you are. Otherwise, it's just not going to go anywhere. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell tell us. I mean, tell us more about this mindset. I, I mean, first thing, I love this mindset stuff. So, I love digging into deeper psychology on terms of what holds people back. So, you know, you were just getting into uh, regards to the the mindset of the people in terms of you know, of us being held back from our parents or whatever it might be. But you're you're talking about shifting that into the new era, this new economy that we're we're experiencing at this moment. You know, what are some of the other strategies that you would implement? Like, I mean, obviously, you saying. To become healthy is to actually be healthy or in the mindset of thinking that you're going to be healthy. Be, be Being wealthy, it's the same thing, isn't it? Like you got to be wealthy in your mind as well before you actually implement any strategy, whether it be property strategies or stocks or whatever you're into, but you have to have that mindset right first. Totally. You think about health to start with. I mean, you could eat all the broccoli you want and all the Tibetan tofu you want or the chai tea <laughs> you want, but if you're doing stress or anger or anxiety or depression – those emotional states are going to impact your body equally as badly as doing something bad for your health and so on. So you've got to take care of that emotional part of your life as well. And it's kind of the same with, with money. You could be really trying to make more sales calls at work or really start a little small part-time business online or really start trying to you know, do something different to try and make some more money in your life. But if you've got some you know, stuff going on um, about, well, gosh, you know, sometimes we have conflicting beliefs. I'll give you an example. Sometimes we might have a belief that says, 
gosh, if I could make a little bit more money, that'd be great because I could, you know, buy a nicer car or maybe get a nicer apartment or maybe, you know, upgrade my house or maybe send the kid to a nice school. But at the same time, there might be another belief going on that says, but gosh, if I make a lot of money or if I focus more on sales or if I focus more on my job, people might think somehow I'm shallow or somehow people might think, oh, he's only all about the money or somehow if I make a lot of money, people will judge me or if I make a lot of money, people will want to take it away from me so they'll want to sue me and, and, and they'll you know, judge me for driving a fancy car. And so these conflicting stories create what I call a push-pull dichotomy where it's kind of like you're, you're half in the game and half out of the game and you're half committed to it and then you're half not doing it. And the analogy I use is you can take the world's, you know, I was just with a friend of mine this afternoon and he's got a magnificent Ferrari. It's a $600,000, beautiful, gorgeous, sexy, bright red. I mean, it is a sweet Ferrari. And we made the analogy. He said, dude, if you put your foot all the way down on the accelerator and said, you know what, sign me up. Get me committed. I want to do it. I'm going to change my life. Let's go make it happen. But at the same time, you've got your foot on the brake and the brake says, I'm not really sure and I don't think I can do it and what if I'm not worth it and what if people judge me and what if I try and it doesn't work and I fail, which is all that noise and doubt and fear. If you've got your foot on the brake and the accelerator at the same time, what do you think happens? <laughs> you wasted $600,000. <laughs> well, two things happen. I think number one, firstly, you don't go anywhere, so either you don't lose the weight or you don't make more money and number two, you get burnt out. And I think that's what happens to a lot of people. They get burnt out emotionally with trying to change and trying to fix things and trying to make things better. And they're like, well, I tried that diet and it didn't work. Or I tried that way of making money or signing up for that online program and it didn't work. Or I tried that way of exercising and it didn't work. And so they get burnt out because they don't get a result. But the reason they didn't get a result was not because the thing didn't work. They didn't work it properly because they were holding themselves back. Mm. And we don't take time to sit. You know, one of the joys of my life is like go to Fiji where I met some of you guys a long time ago. And I still go there six times, seven times a year. And in Fiji, they do a lot of sitting and thinking. Now, in our culture, we do a lot of sitting, but usually it's in front of a TV or a computer or <laughs> an Xbox. Whereas in Fiji, they, just, they do a lot of sitting and thinking and reflecting. And I think one of the things that's important, certainly in the coaching I do, is really doing some sitting and thinking about, gosh, how did I get to be who I am? Where am I in my life? And, and what does that mean to me? And if I'm not where I want to be physically or financially, what are some things that I need to do to start changing um, so I can get to be where I want to be physically or financially? Yeah. And I think that that sitting and thinking time, I call it journaling time, call it writing time. And that might be while you're going for a walk or while you're going for a run or literally while you're sitting at your kitchen table having a sit mm. and think. You know, I think we, we just need to stop the crazy busyness of our life to stop and think and reflect before we decide to go down whatever the next path is. That's kind of the, one of the important parts of the coaching I do with people. Love that. Uh, listen, we got about four minutes left, but I really want to wow. ask you this question. Um, you got three kids. Uh, you know, all of us have kids, and we want to. I want to ask you this question: What do you teach, or how are you teaching your kids to develop a better mindset and belief system with regards to money or health? You know, it's amazing. My four-year-old son, whose name is Wisdom, literally a couple of days ago, literally a couple of days ago, was sitting in the back of the car coming home from daycare, and he said, "He said, Papa." I think when we go home this afternoon, I'd like you to teach me how to make money. You know, we've really been educating him to know that if I'm out of the house and gone, and I don't want to be gone, and he doesn't want me to be gone, it's because Papa has to go to work, and the reason Papa has to go to work is because Papa has to make money. 
Mm. And the reason Papa has to make money is because it costs money to buy food and it costs money to buy your toys and costs money to pay for the house. And so we've really been teaching him from day one as well as our, our daughters that that's why Papa has to go to work to make money. Everything costs money. And so when we buy things and when we go out for dinner and when we have holidays, all those things are because Papa goes to work. And so I think you teach your children, you know, about health and wealth, number one, by how you show up. You know, there's, there's nothing that I would ever eat, you know, that I wouldn't let my child eat. So if I want my child to eat healthily, obviously we only eat healthy food. So mm. I, my child can open any fridge or any pantry in our house and eat whatever they want because there's only healthy foods in there. Now, I'm not saying we're perfect. My wife and I like to eat naughty things, but if we do, we go and eat them, you know, in a place that our children are not exposed to that so that that they're consistently making healthy choices. So, right. number one, I think you'd be a great example. That's kind of the first thing. Hmm. Number two, I think you just want to be focused every day on what sort of example are you setting, what language are you setting, and using to your children. Um, are you are you directing your energy and focus to them in a way that serves them? Are you conscious about things? You know, when wisdom asks to how to make money, my first thought, because I was programmed by a beautiful man who was an immigrant and gave me the story that. You know, good working class men gave me. He said, "Scotty, get a good education, get a good job, and get a, and then work hard at that job." Which was the story our parents gave us. My first answer to wisdom was, "Well, wisdom will give you a job." And straight away, my conscious brain said, "No, no, no, no! I don't want to teach my child the mentality of getting a job." Yeah. So I said, "Well, That's wisdom, it. here's what we want you to do. I need you to start to add value to people." And he said, "What does add value to mean?" Say, well, you need to go and sit down every day and talk to me or your mum or your cousin or your grandma and say, listen, how could I add value to you today? And ask them what they would like you to do for them that would be adding value to them. And if you choose to add some value to them, maybe they'll reward you for that. And so it's only been two weeks now, so maybe we should do another call later on. And so, so the update is right now, it's his favorite question every day is, hey, Papa, hey, Mama, how can I add value to you today? And yeah. so he might, we might, he might ask something he can do for add, add value, and so we'll give him something to do to add value. And and uh, and even though it's it ends up looking like it's a job because he's you know putting something away or cleaning something up, the fact that he's asking from an add value perspective, not a what can I do to get money from you perspective, just is a, that's enough of an energy shift right there. Yeah, that that's make- a, that's a great question. Like uh, that's it. a great question. I think that's how, how you know money is shifted around the world. Is actually you know the most money goes to the people who add the most value. Hundred percent. And then of course he always asks me now. Now, Papa, is this for, do I, is this for a silver coin or a gold coin? Adding value—that's kind of the focus. Yeah, adding value. Oh, I love it. That's great. Thanks, guys. Uh, listen, this Scott, thank you so much for joining us on the Wellness Guys show. This has been fantastic. Just some great insights there. And I think it's important that uh, those three areas are covered. We talk about, you know, the health and relationship and wealth. Those are three areas that, you know, all of us really want to get well at and, uh, and also get healthy at at the same time. So thank you very much for joining us. And uh, if you want... Can you, Scott, tell us where people would can get some more information from you and if they want to know a little bit more about you, where can they go? If they'd like to, if people have liked what we've talked about today, you know, I have a 90-minute video that I'd be more than happy for all of your, um, your family and your team listening that they could go and download that for free as a gift um, from me and, and from you as well. And I call it my Dirty Money Stories video. It's about really helping understand how my mind perhaps is getting in the way somehow of of making the wealth that I want to have. And they can get that. There's probably a link, I think, on the screen right now, or they can go to scottharris.com.au and uh, forward slash bonus. So scottharris.com.au forward slash bonus. 
and there's a 90-minute video. You can just download that and watch that, and I think that you'll find a lot of value in there. And I think you and I, all of us, are, are in that same synergy of, of really wanting to get better in our lives, and um, I think that I uh, really, really, really appreciated your time tonight. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Thanks, Scott. Scott. Thanks, Scott. Well, it's, a, it's a never-ending journey so, of learning. So I hope you guys check that out. So it's scottharris.com.au slash bonus. That's another great episode, guys. Join us each week on thewellnessguys.com. Leave your comment below this episode and tell us what you think about Scott. Tell us what you, you know, any questions that you had for him, what insights you got out of it. And make sure you have, keep on the conversation on our Facebook page. And also make sure you sign up for our notes of each episode and subscribe to us on iTunes. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guy Show.